Welcome once again to Your Neighborhood Death Doula. This chapter, we're discussing rage and caregiving during isolation and the pandemic of COVID-19. We're chatting again today with Nirva Parikh on the uses of anger, how to draw anger up, how to cool it down, movement work, social injustice, and a few pressure points to addressing how anger arises in our body. Nirva Parikh is a licensed acupuncturist with four years of experience in community acupuncture. She grounds her practice in affordability, equitability, and healing justice. As the founder of Marigold Acupuncture, during COVID-19, she provides telemedicine to the greater Long Beach community on a sliding scale. With a prior background in community development and urban planning, Nirva endeavors to create healthcare systems that address the whole person within the whole society. back with Nirva. Welcome back. Thank you. Glad to be back. Nirva was with us last week and she discussed the five element theory of emotions within Chinese medicine. And last week we got into um, some acupressure points for dealing with grief and sadness. And this week we're working with the emotion of anger. It's an interesting time to be addressing anger um, with the injustices perpetuated against black folks in our community that are ongoing, but particularly with the death of Ahmed Arbery. So anger is a really complicated emotion, a really beautiful and complicated emotion in our society. So I just want to take a minute, I guess, to recognize that while we're experiencing anger in so many ways in our lives, the systemic injustices of our system are also not getting better and in fact possibly getting worse with the use of this crisis against marginalized and oppressed communities. Yeah, 100%. And Yerba, you're, <laughs> you're an acupuncturist and a healer and also a social justice warrior. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and so when we're here to like discuss how do we alleviate anger, it's not to get rid of anger, but to honor it. Right. Anger really does hold a very special place in our society, but it's also not always for everybody in the sense that a lot of people will, one, be so uncomfortable in expressing it, and two, people have felt that they haven't had the right to express it. So... Even though they're similar, they're different. Because it's a gendered emotion a lot of times. And um, masculine presenting folks have an easier time being able to be angry and express their anger. And a lot of times in fans, it's not. And so that's another thing that I just want to you know, bring up too. But also the idea that anger is just impolite. And it's honestly, it's such a powerful and wonderful. I mean, at the very least, it signifies our boundaries. At the very least, it signifies that something has been broken, you know? It's so interesting because I had such a hard time putting together this, like, week's materials on rage. Mm -hmm. And I ended up having discussions with three people three days in a row that were like, good thing you're talking to me because they're all angry. (laughs) And I'm so grateful for y'all to be teaching me how to express 
the necessity of this feeling as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel that more people need to understand it, at least at the very least, allow themselves to feel it. Expressing it is also a little trickier, right? Because people are so afraid of getting into fights or acting irrationally, which is very, very true. It's very possible, you know, with that emotion. So it's about how do you explore that emotion in a way that advances you forward, mm-hmm. right? I guess that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the question. How do we rise up our anger? How do we bring down um, those anger points? Like, it's definitely an emotion that requires maybe more balance than we have practicing it within, like, largely within this society. Not to say that there aren't pockets of people who know how to use it really well, but, like, who are those pockets of people? Social justice, <laughs> folks in the in movement work. My gosh, I mean, there's so much there's so much happening out there. Most recently, our government's response to the COVID nineteen pandemic um, and their absolute irresponsibility around it. Also, most recently with um, the killing of uh, Ahmad Arbery and just the sheer rage that comes up from that and the pain and the sadness. Personally, when I started to hear about his story, just the, I react first with grief, and then the rage starts to come up after. And sometimes I just have to sit quietly with the grief, and about a week after the story has kind of come to, to surface is when I'll start to personally feel the rage come up. You know, you see, you see famous people like Linda Sarsour, whose reaction is very heart-centric and very, like, her rage is there, but it's very channeled into her love. And that her love and her anger are both so deeply aligned. From a Chinese medicine perspective, you have anger, and all emotions actually will have a generative and a controlling effect on one another. The wood element, which is associated with anger, generates love and joy. And that's not to say that anger, that his death is going to generate joy, but to channel it through your heart is a really beautiful thing. To remember that this is a moment to deepen your love. At least that's what I take from people like Linda Sarsour, whose storytelling always occurs that way from just her words, from what I see. Two ways that I'm hearing you talk about rage are one, the crossing of our boundaries. Yes. The taking of a life yes. causes rage. Yes. Um, and then, but two, because we love that thing so dearly. Yeah. And so when we are hurt or injured, when that line is crossed, it's... We deepen our care. We deepen our care. Right, we deepen our love for that people for the people who are experiencing this in the ways that they are experiencing this because this is uniquely a black issue, right? Um, uh, and speaking of somebody who isn't black, I mean, to me, I just, the pain is so present, you know, and so palpable. There hasn't been anything that's changed it yet, you know? And then we're also in the middle of this pandemic. I'm hearing a lot of rage from people who are on these front front lines working, which is, again, going to be highly feminized work. It's going to be work that is done by a lot more black and brown folks than white folks. And there's a lot of 
rage happening in terms of the care that people are receiving who are doing the work, the front lines work, their pay, the personal protective equipment, being forced to work when they're not well themselves or in danger of not being well. I mean, there's just constant, constant boundaries being crossed and still constant need for people to um, show up to these jobs. It's almost like a boundary being removed. Oh, that's really interesting. It, that's what it feels like. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, if you're if you're looking at the fact that you know, just from a, a basic PPE standpoint, if there isn't enough PPE, their boundaries are being removed, right, layer by layer. Grocery workers to subway operators to healthcare workers. Their boundaries are being removed. And so we are going to experience a lot of grief with that, but the role of rage in that moment is to then return these boundaries. To return these boundaries and to strengthen them. To strengthen workers' rights. To strengthen protocols that would have prevented, or that will in the future, prevent the unnecessary loss. That's the hope. That's the hope. I mean, that's one hope. Do you have some points that we could discuss around anger? So just to, to back up for just a second, I think I started to mention it a little bit last week about five elements, and then I just talked about how, you know, they, they can generate and control one another. There's an interesting thing right now, because we talked about grief last week and we're talking about anger this week. Grief is such a complicated issue, right? And if you think about, you know, the killing of Ahmad Arbery, it's there is components of grief and anger and rage and moral and just frustration and stagnation and just so many complicated feelings all together, all in one place, you know? Um, and it's having multiple effects on our bodies. So if we parse out two of those emotions, which is grief and anger, from a Chinese medical standpoint, what's fascinating about it is there's a controlling effect on rage and sadness. What do you mean a controlling effect on rage and sadness? Like a balancing effect or so where the where the two energies align in that context of balance or of generation and control, sadness in some ways will control anger but if anger is misbehaving which just to put it in it's not a perfect terminology right now but if anger is overpowering the sadness then it can go the other way and then that's kind of uh, an insult from the anger to the sadness so in Chinese medicine this this idea of balance is very complicated and it can be impacted by a lot so when when these two since they work on an access with one another there's multiple things to think about where um, sadness could be overpowering anger or vice versa or it could be that one is a little deficient and the other is a little uh, in excess and so that's generally why that kind of imbalance can occur so 
Last week we talked about a general point for grief, which was kind of where that triangular portion where your shoulder and your and your collarbone meet, you know, in the corner. A point that kind of can address, again, generally, it's really difficult without knowing people's cases fully to say, oh, this is going to be the point for you. But in general, this point can be very helpful. It's, it's a point that I often use with people where anger hasn't been expressed yet, but mm-hmm. the grief is apparent, you know. And will this have the effect, or this could have the effect in bodies on kind of motivating that sadness into a bit of movement, like unsticking it, but also directing it? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times in treatments, what I'll do is, is I'll use that point on the chest and I'll follow up with the point, with this point that I'm about to explain. So this point is located on your, if your palm is facing up and you're looking at your thumb, the joint from your thumb to your wrist Mm -hmm is going to be one segment. And if you put your fingers on each end of that bone, you'll feel, you know, the bony process, which is just the really, it's it's a big um, knob. Yes, a big knob, thank you. And if you look for the midpoint between those two points, that's where it is. And like right along the bone there? So a little bit past the bone, so a little bit into the fleshy part, and you kind of want to look for where your skin tone kind of blends into your palm. Aha. And so you're still at the midpoint between those two knobs uh, on that bone, and then you're looking for that blending. And usually what you'll find is that it's it's kind of where the muscles underneath the skin are also kind of separating. Aha. So you'll feel that dip right there. Yeah. And it allows for your finger to get into that area. Yeah. It's tender on you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I gotta express some shit. <laughs> so yeah, so this is this is what's really beautiful about this point is that nobody really realizes nobody pays attention to this part of their body. So in general, even if there's a, uh, some local pain, you might find some soreness. But a lot of times if you start to express, you know, some there is some anger going on within you and there is some grief going on then this point really is helpful. I feel like you've put that point in me a lot, and I think it hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I'm pressing there, I remember, (laughs) and I'm mad about it. (laughs) Um, Um, Well, it's not an easy point to take. Uh, That's why acupressure is probably a better way to go because it's a more gentle release than maybe acupuncture can be. But the, the, the really beautiful thing actually about these two points is that when I have put them on the people who need it most, they have sailed out of a treatment. And they have looked at me before they've left and said, I came in here holding so much pain and so much sadness, and I feel so much lighter now. And I... I'm not a firm believer that a point can generally do something like that always and forever, but I've almost consistently seen people who who needed that point have that kind of reaction, and it's profound, you know? As a practitioner, it's just profound to be connected with one another that way and to see um, somebody's healing progress in one treatment. And is there an amount of time that someone should press into this? 
in general about three to five minutes is okay. probably a good idea um but it's i would say you know follow your own needs um if you need it a little less that's perfect if you do think you need it a little more you can even space it out through the day mm. you don't have to yeah. it's not just one time you um, know um it, you can make it a daily practice even especially the ones on your pecs uh, that could also be a daily practice, something that you could do in the morning, maybe even associated with a meditation or associated with some sort of journal writing, uh, just to help you release some of the emotions too. So, Are there any points um, that might help to, you said this is to help express anger mm-hmm. and to draw it up in people who, who maybe need to feel it, but is there a point where if you're feeling in excess that might help to cool it down a little bit? on your hand, on your index finger. So again, palm facing up, and you wanna use this point only on your left hand, okay? Okay. So this is one where you can't really do it on both hands, okay? If you're looking at your, your index finger right now, the segment closest to your palm mm-hmm. is going to be the first uh, segment, okay? And that's the segment we wanna deal with. And if you're looking at it, you want to use the side that is facing your pinky finger. Okay. Take your index finger and your middle finger of your right hand. You place one finger about a third of the way up, and then you'll place the second finger about two thirds up. And they'll form kind of like two midpoints between your between the segments. It's hard to fit both my fingers on there. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. You're still getting the point, so that's (laughs) perfect. And what's amazing about this, uh, it really really powerfully releases that anger. And it it soothes it immediately. And what's really wonderful, too, is, is that while it's soothing that, it also helps with any kind of emotionally caused physical pain in the body. So for example, a lot of anger, frustration, tension can be held in your shoulders and in your neck. So this could actually alleviate some of that pain too, which is really beautiful. It's a very cool. And this one's a little trickier, so I think that with Valerie's permission, we'll be having this on the, uh, we'll be putting this up on the website too. We'll put images of all of these up on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nirva. I think you know, giving ourselves permission to feel angry, permission to let ourselves release some of that anger uh, when it feels in excess, are, both of those things are hard to do. And so thank you for, um, for offering us some tools for that. Sure. I'm really glad that I can help. We'll talk to you again next week. Sounds great. <laughs>